Well, boys and girls, training camp is finally here. But guess what? We still don't have anything about a suspension. We'll talk about who really distinguishes themselves behind Deshaun Watson because we know there's a good chance they're going to have to play. We'll talk about it all next on the Locked on Browns podcast. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host, Garrett Bush, at G Bush 91. Always appreciate everybody who takes Locked On Browns. Their first listen day in, day out, whether it's your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube now, the growth over there has been fantastic. We're excited, certainly not satisfied. And as Garrett and I have been telling you, this is going to be the time to shine. We are actually going to start to have football to talk about here on Lockdown Browns. We said football-wise, July 4th basically ends the summer. If you were in the football content business, here we are, and it's it's over. It's time. You know, we're going to have 32 NFL teams on the field tomorrow. Today's episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where? The game starts with the players reporting today. You know, the wives and girlfriends have been said goodbye to bodies are showing up in masses in Berea to get all of this started. Things we're going to be looking for over the next few days um, and even the next 24 hours. Who's able to go right away? Who's going to maybe end up on the pup list? We've heard David Bell. Um, he's already going to have a little bit of a halt to the beginning of his training camp, put onto the pup list with a foot injury. Now, if anybody doesn't understand, David Bell is eligible to come off that list at any given time. There really hasn't been much more said on that. I'm sure once we get to you know daily interviews with coaches, we'll find out a little bit more with what's going on with David Bell. We are going to go here with probably one of the three biggest topics of Brown's training camp. And as Garrett so eloquently mentioned, Judge Sue Robinson continuing to take her time, taking her due diligence. Um, the Browns, buddy in the NFL, basically waiting for you know this decision to come from her, so the Browns can understand you know just how to handle the quarterback reps in training camp, understanding how much availability uh, Deshaun Watson will have or will not have possibly for the 2022 NFL season. For me, Garrett, and this is probably one of the biggest, and of course it's going to be tied to the length of the suspension for Deshaun Watson. If I'm a defensive coordinator. And I am playing this Cleveland Browns offense, and it is not, and it does not have Deshaun Watson at the quarterback position. First thing I am doing is saying, uh, "How do you like the nine-man box? How do you like a ten-man box? Hell, I'll go eleven because between Jacoby Brissett, between Josh Rosen, between maybe Josh Dobbs, whoever it is, I am not going to lose the game to Kareem Hunt to Nick Chubb. I'm not going to lose the game to you shoving the ball down my throat." The I'll lose the game, but you better prove to me, whether it's Jacoby Brissett, Josh Rosen, Josh Dobbs, that these guys are capable of making, and I'm not saying they have to go out there and look like Deshaun Watson, look like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. 
But these guys got to prove that they can make the pressure throws, the third downs, the chunk throws, the actions that should lead to 20, 30-yard gains. They have to have the ability to make these plays. And this, for me, Garrett, is huge. One of these quarterbacks is going to have to establish themselves over the next five weeks, six weeks, as they get ready for September 11th in Carolina. One of these quarterbacks needs to separate themselves from the pack because for right now, I don't care who the opponents are, and we all think that these games are very winnable in the first four-game stretch for the Cleveland Browns, but you're going to have to get one of these quarterbacks to step up, and I'm not saying they have to win the games. I'm not saying they have to go out and look like a fantasy god, but they got to go out and be able to complete the throws that are there to be had. Otherwise, a rough start for this team uh, in the early in, – in September – could really, really alter what everybody still feels could be a promising season for the 2022 uh, 2022 Cleveland Browns. They're going to have to make the throws that you need to make. The thing that I get with Jacoby Brissett is there are times where he looks very good um, and he, he shines and he looks like he could possibly be a fringe starter in the league. Take a look at some of the throws he made in New England and some of the throws that he made in Indianapolis right after uh, Andrew Luck retired. And, and I thought he did some really nice things. He shows the ability to slide in the pocket and move around. Uh, he's not a big runner, but he he's shown the ability to be mobile in, in the uh, in the pocket, keep his eyes downfield, and, and deliver the ball. Sometimes he gets in a little bit of trouble when he's out here trying to make plays. And I think that's the one thing that that quarterbacks get in trouble with the most. Everybody thinks they can make plays like that. Like everybody want to move around, and I get it. We watched Brett Favre and Mike Vick and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, some of those guys, trying to fit balls in places they don't belong, trying to mess around and, 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 and take shot plays when you don't have anything there. And what Jacoby Brissett has to just understand is, look, man, all I got to do is come out here, and, and, and it's going to be nine guys in a box because eight guys in a box. The whole family, everybody's going to be in a box, right? So what you got to realize is, the most important things is get the gimme throws. Sometimes I get so frustrated watching football and, and when quarterbacks miss the, the, the first and 10, five yards sit down that they could have thrown. And to get to second and five, that means those little those little routes where Joku's sitting down, hit him. Those slant routes to Mari Cooper, hit him. If the speed out or the come, deep comeback is available, hit it. And, and, and you won't got to be perfect downfield on deep balls. You don't got to be perfect on, on post corner routes. But what you do have to do is give you the stuff that they give you underneath. You got to hit it consistently so that the Cleveland Browns can put themselves in a position to continue to move the chains. And I think that's where Baker Mayfield struggled. And I think that's where Kevin Stefanski was really frustrated with is, is I'm cooking up. And I, when I'm in a, in a lab, when I'm doing game plans for that week, I'm 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 dialing this up for you to get you in a rhythm. I'm dialing it up for you so you can you can get these guys up off you. Cause you we saw this with many a game last year. Um, and you know whether it was Baker Mayfield not pulling the trigger or games late in the year with the Pittsburgh Steelers where he went for the short throws early, not necessarily always having you know um you know, guys help him out with drops. Austin or Darvis Landry at time. Um, the way Kudensky does things like he sets up for what should be a successful nine, ten, eleven, twelve play drive. Bing, bang, couple throws. Okay, now you're a little bit back. You're on your heels, so to speak. Now we run Nick. And uh, maybe now we show play action with Nick. We'll hit tight end in the flat. On you know, It would be looking tight end screen. Um, the, Coach Stefanski, to this point, what we've seen of him, there's not been a ton of shot plays. Um, and it's not necessarily really 
been that they needed him. You know, last year were the, the questions about Baker in uh, 2020, certainly more successful with the offense, more successful with Baker Mayfield. The shot plays were more there. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 75 yards against the Tennessee Titans, other instances like that where, you know, when the opportunity was there to maybe, you know, drive the stakes through the heart, so to speak. That. Coach Stefanski kind of likes to play the music, so to speak, here, where every uh, instrument, you know, works in unison to give you the best harmonization you possibly can. So what you were looking for um, is certainly, you know, these quarterbacks are going to have to do this. You know, this Browns defense, as much as we all think it's going to be fantastic, you can't put them in poor positions. You can't expect the defenses to go out and give up 10, 11, 12 points or less every week, and you chip away and find a win these close ones. You've got to be able to do something on the offensive side of the ball. We know what the running game is capable of, but it's really, really difficult to run through a brick wall of you know 22 bodies all in one spot. The, these quarterbacks, and whichever one it is besides Deshaun Watson, is going to have to show the ability that they can do something to aid the offense, something to show some semblance of a passing game, Garrett. But, you know, with Anthony Schwartz's words yesterday, you know, on what was just an overall difficult rookie season, I want to get to the wide receiver room here because, you know, for these young guys, a lot, a lot is going to be relied on. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked on Browns. Whether you are ready to pop the question, guys, and look, she's waiting. Families are waiting. Her family's waiting. Your families are waiting. Maybe it's time to start celebrating a milestone moment and find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has the simple online tools that allow you to choose the diamond shape, its size, its clarity, as well as the setting style. Look, make it unique, make it special, just like she is. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her the perfect engagement ring, and each engagement ring is one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry, but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available phone, available chat, and help you find a memorable gift with every budget that somebody has. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Browns listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement, the promo code Locked On, all caps, no space. Again, Locked On, plus every order is insured. It ships free. It arrives in a discreet package that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Welcome back to the Locked on Browns podcast. I want to thank everybody out there, man. Right now, uh, we're, we're going to give you a real-time view right now. Right now, we are really doing well on our uh, our subscribers. We are at over almost 2,300 uh, subscribers on YouTube right now. Right now, we are at 118,000 views, which is a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. Continue to support us over there uh, wherever you download and get your podcast. And thanks for making us your first listener today. The young receivers. David Bell is a guy who we, we mentioned a little bit earlier. When somebody goes down, it's another person's opportunity to, to continue to make some plays. And a guy that makes some waves made some waves, not for his play, but what he said about Baker Mayfield is Anthony Schwartz. I think Anthony Schwartz stands to make something of this. David Bell was already, to me, he was going to be in, slotted in, penciled in, the, in the amount of reps he was getting early in, in many camps. I thought they, he was going to be uh, the number three receiver. Uh, they really liked him. They loved him, the way he, he brought to the table his hands. Uh, we talked about that a lot during the offseason, and, and they just really like him. So when you got a guy like that 
and you're a second guy, year player like Anthony Schwartz, and you don't have the year that you wanted to. Injuries, uh, he was nicked up a little bit last year. Hamstring injuries, uh, he had a concussion. Some different things going on with him. Did not have the year he wanted to. This is an opportunity for him. This is an opportunity to, to be able to be in there and run some of those routes, able to get reps, not only with the ones, but the twos as well. If, if Anthony Schwartz is able to step up, he can be one of those gadget guys. He can be a guy that shows that, hey, look, I've been working on my route running ability. I've been working on some of the things in the offseason that that coaching staff have, have wanted me to do to get to the next level. Um, the David Bell thing is a little bit interesting, and just a little bit of information I got is, um, and this is probably a good thing, um, David Bell is an extremely hard worker. Um, this is one of these things that you sometimes get with rookies, and now it's a little different You know, when you're a rookie. You go through your final year of college ball. You spend all of that time training um, to get yourself ready for the NFL Combine, for your pro day, you know, everything that you're trying to do here. And then you get drafted. Am I maybe doing too much work? And this appears to be the case maybe for David Bell. Maybe David Bell overdoing it a little bit too much. You love to hear it. You love to see it. But as you get into the NFL and start to understand the NFL life, you understand that, you know, You've got to peak yourself up to it. Like, ideally, you want to be, you know, in top form come July. Now, what did we hear from OTAs? David Bell looked fantastic. Couldn't be stopped. And, you know, hopefully it is nothing big because obviously we went through this year, last year with Anthony Schwartz, missed a ton of the summer. Um, I think for a player like David Bell, missed time is not going to affect him as much as it would in Anthony Schwartz. Um, I think for David Bell, you know, he comes in with a, a, a better overall professional receiving back, background, better route running, more understanding of the player he is. Um, Anthony Schwartz, where gadget, deep stuff is a bigger part of his game. It's really hard for a player like that to have missed time. Um, that being said, we switched to Anthony Schwartz here. Um, and his words through the Mary Kay Cabot article. You know, and Anthony Schwartz, yeah, as much as it was a difficult rookie season, and you know, he took some blame for some things early, that's fine. That concussion against New England, certainly, which is not Baker Mayfield's fault, people, um, cost him a some severely amount of missed time. I think Anthony Schwartz can still be a huge contributor. Um, as I will say a million times over, I, you know, all of those, oh, Will Fuller, Will Fuller, Will Fuller. You got Will Fuller here. Anthony Schwartz can be your Will Fuller. Um, you saw Anthony Schwartz week one. Nobody saw that coming where Anthony Schwartz was going to be your leading receiver, give you almost over a hundred total yards in his rookie debut where he barely was able to participate during the summer. Uh, closed the season strong Christmas day against the Green Bay Packers. Couple of jet sweeps, catches a touchdown pass you and the type of player you have there this is a nice clean start here in year two with anthony schwartz when he gets deshaun watson back gets an upgrade at the quarterback position and now more comfortable the role he has more comfortable what kevin stefanski's expectations for him are so hopefully you're looking for anthony schwartz here to certainly take a step up in year two donovan people's jones it's all about consistency you know we went through this last summer august uh, donovan people's jones killing it killing it killing it killing it killing it we got the first couple of games and it was hard to get Donovan Peoples-Jones involved, a couple of drops. But you understood that maybe there's certain things that Donovan Peoples-Jones is not perfect yet in. Understandable. Former sixth-round pick. Maybe he will never be a guy that excels in the short game. Maybe he's a guy that excels better vertically. It's fine. We'll find a way to work around that. We got guys who can work the short underneath stuff. And then you get to the bottom part of the room. Jakeem Grant, Michael Woods. There's other names on this roster. Um, but this wide receiver group, and I agree with you, Amari Cooper. I mean, Amari Cooper could come out with his slides on, a, vet, a visor on. If for most of the summer, I mean, we, we you know 
we know Amari Cooper going to pen 75, 1,000, and eight touchdowns minimum. That's what Amari Cooper is going to give you this year. So there ain't no reason to go burning that all out here in August. He will be ready to go. He, you know, long-time NFL vet. He knows what's in front of him. But, Garrett, these kids absolutely have to step up and make a difference. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's one of those things where – uh, we look at it, and I, I'm going to spot shadow, go back to Anthony Schwartz a little bit. Um, hey, listen, it's all it's all fine and dandy if you want to call somebody out, right? Um, you know, he felt like, you know, reading an article that, you know, there was a throw um, at the beginning of the season where, you know, he kind of quit on a route. And, Jeff, you know better than anybody as a receiver. Um, you know, sometimes there's two, two sides of a story. Sometimes the quarterback throw the ball, and you feel like, oh, you try to set me up. You you threw me right into that safety. Like sometimes you gotta sit a dude down behind him. Like some people say, well, you, you can't lead everybody. Sometimes the ball looks like it's thrown behind a person. But here's the thing: he knows that the ball is thrown behind because it's zone coverage. He's running into a zone. You gotta stop a guy by throwing the football and making sure he can settle down in the hole. A lot of people don't get that. So receivers can say, hey, man, you know, good well. You saw this dude coming over here. Hey, you can't hang me out to dry like that, right? A lot of that has been, um, been, I, I, I guess, tapered off with the helmet-to-helmet hits, uh, defenseless receivers. But back in the day when you played, they, put you, they would put you in the ER. <laughs> and that's a clean hit. Also, sometimes quarterbacks are a little upset at receivers for stopping running or giving up on routes, right? You know, they throw the ball to a spot. They believe that you're going to be at a spot because you guys see the same thing as far as the coverage. They throw it. You, you're there, but you give up on the route, and they get an interception. And so they're going to be mad about that. You see Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and all those guys, some of the greats here, and when they're on the sideline chewing the receivers out, they're telling them, hey, man, you got to continue to run that route, man. You know what I'm saying? So when this happened and, and Anthony Schwartz and Baker kind of got into it and they blamed uh, you know, Anthony Schwartz, Look, he's going to have an opportunity to fix all of that. Baker ain't here no more. You know what I'm saying? Baker ain't here. You got to come out here and do what you need to do this year. It's great you want to call him out. But at the end of the day, you got to perform. And your performance last year was not where it needs to be. You got an opportunity this year. There's an upgraded quarterback. Jacoby Brissett, even if he is your quarterback, will at least be healthy. So this year is, is a big year for Anthony Schwartz. The thing for me is, I mean, you know, and one of the reasons I love Anthony Schwartz, look, we, we all understand it is not a big-bodied guy, and normally your big-bodied guys don't run on the four twos. Um, and to overly critique a player of Anthony Schwartz's size about a throw that happened between the hash marks, um, that's not where Anthony Schwartz going to make his living. It's just not. You know, that's not the type of body type he has. That's not the way you use a player with his vertical ability, his overall speed. Anthony Schwartz is a get me in space and I'll take care of the rest, similar to what the Chiefs do, Tyree did with Tyree Kill. What the Chiefs are now going to do with a little bit more with McCall Hardman. That is the type of player Anthony Schwartz is and certainly put a little bit of target on his back here. And who knows? It's enough to motivate him when here give the best showing he possibly can. We're going to talk a little about this defensive tackle room here. I screamed it. Everybody screamed it looking for a vet to be brought in this offseason. That never came to fruition. So with that being said, who's going to step up? Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, latest locked on Browns. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. 
Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Brown Podcast. G. Bush, make sure you follow at G. Bush 91. Jeff Lloyd, make sure you, you're going to follow at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Continue to go ahead and support us, man. We appreciate you guys. We are now in the nitty gritty. We are into the season. This is the best place to get your X's and O's, the analysis, the breakdowns of your Cleveland Browns every single day. And that's what we do here on Locked On Brown Podcast. Jeff, we talked about it a little bit earlier. We got to the receivers. We talked about the quarterbacks that may need to step up. Now we talk about the defensive line and specifically the defensive tackles. Uh, the defensive tackles are, are in a place where um, right now, you know, they are most of the people in the audience or a lot of the fans. Are, are thinking, hey, we need we need uh we need to get another defensive tackle. We need another veteran here. Um, and, and we need to examine whether or not we got guys that can really step up, stand up to those uh to those standards and help this defensive line. A lot of young guys, a couple of veteran mixed in there, and we asked the question: who's a guy that can can really step up and solidify himself so that we don't every other week have to say, hey, do the Browns need to go out and get Dominic and Sue? Do the Browns need to go get on a waiver ride or find another quarterback? Do they need to go on a practice squad somewhere else to find somebody? And so right now, this, this preseason, to me, it's all about two positions. It's all about the receivers. It's all about the defensive tackles. And, and I can tell you what, I'd have those guys playing multiple reps a long time. Anthony Schwartz will be playing the whole preseason and along. Like a long time, that second game, I don't want to see none of these guys over here drinking and sipping water. I need to see guys like Perrion Winfrey step up, and we waiting to see him. His talk game was so great. His talk game was so prolific, Jeff, that it made us like, oh, this, hey, you better, you better be coming in here. Oh, you the next, you the next, uh, uh, uh Warren Sapp. <laughs> Warren Sapp say a lot of crazy stuff, but he backed it up, right? Look, you got the energy of a John Randall. Let's see if you got the production of a John Randall. I want to see that. To me, the guy that that really can make me forget about all of that other stuff and the guy that could actually make this draft is Perry on Winfrey because they drafted a guy who has a lot of great talent. He played well at the Senior Bowl, played at a big-time school, and I like his size. I like his attitude. I like his, his, his personality. But I could like all of that. It comes down to what your production like. So I need to see him. I need to see. I, I just keep hearing how strong Tommy Togiai is. He lifts the whole doggone building. Togiai benches 9,000 pounds, okay? I, I like you, Tommy. But, well, hey, I need to see you making some plays in there. Hey, they don't give they don't give TFLs for, for uh, PR records, personal records and on, on the bench. They don't give that. A, who cares how much you clean? We need to see that production, and we're going to see it. So those two guys are the guys that I'm looking at. Obviously, there's other guys, Taven Bryan, Sheldon Day, some other guys in there. So we're going to see, man, any any people that you think can make us forget about going out and getting another D-tackle. Look, we did this. And for me, anybody who knows Lockdown Browns and as long as it's been around, we've been doing this for 
forever trying to find this veteran defensive tackle. Um, what we've learned during the Andrew Barry administration is now, nah, I mean, we're really not, you know, I mean, Malik Jackson was a, was a nice move. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out to be similar to what Taven Bryant, Malik Jackson, you didn't get what you were thinking. Malik McDowell, that was just an absolute, you know, basically, you know, taking the old uh, metal detector out to the beach or whatever and sifting through and finding something. Um, it would have been nice to have Malik McDowell back, but hopefully all is well with Malik with all that he's going through. But the way Andrew Barry and this team is looking at this is, look, we invested a top 100 pick in Jordan Elliott, who is now going into year three. We put a pick in a player that we knew was a project at the time in the 2021 NFL draft, but we expect some dividends from Tommy Togiai. We put another near top 100 pick in this year's draft class in Parion Winfrey. This is a position where we are looking you to play, looking to play you on the early downs if you have pass rushing ability, you can play in nickel. You can play in dime when we go to that, hopefully on second down, hopefully in third down, if you have pass rushing ability. But what they're saying is we just want you to do one job. Help us get it. Help us get it to second and eight, second and seven. Because guess what? You're most likely coming off the field anyway, because I got about four or five edge rushers that are all six foot five, 275 pounds, long, you know, length for days, are athletic can disrupt the backfield. Point is, is, you know, you this, and it's not like, oh, well, we drafted so-and-so three years ago. Every year they have drafted a defensive tackle, whether, whether it was Elliott, whether it was Togiai, whether it is now Perrion Winfrey. You have Tavon Bryant here. Sheldon Day in an ideal world. There maybe isn't playing time for Sheldon Day because the young players do what they have to do. But Andrew Barry, you know, for him, look, why do I need to go spend $7 million? Eight million, nine million in cap space. Would I put a draft pick towards this position every single season? Guys got to step up. Perion Winfrey, A plus microphone game. At least if we can get a B type of you know performance on the field as far as his play, that's a win. But look for the young guys here. It, it's it is your time. It is your time. Jordan Elliott, Tom, Tom Togiai, Perry Winfrey. There needs to be a rotation of those three and possibly nobody else. The investment has been made in this position. It's not been a heavy monetary investment. It's been a heavy draft investment. These guys, between the three of them, got to make some impact. Um, and if they don't, you know, I don't know the length that many of them will be here, but it's time for these kids to take a step and prove that Andrew Barry you know, is right in his thinking of, I don't have to chase a free agent tackle because I already have addressed the defensive tackle room plenty. Yeah, sometimes, and we talk about this all the time, you can't go out and get free agents to fill every position. You can get players three ways in the, in the league. You can draft them, you could trade for them, or you use free agency. All three have to be used and utilized in a smart way um, in order to build your roster because you're not going to have an opportunity just spend multiple dollars. You need to find guys that are going to be cheap and have to find guys that are going to be willing to take a little bit less and you got to develop guys. So this is all about development for me. I think the Browns want to develop a young defensive tackle uh, in order to keep that, that you can control that asset and keep it moving uh, throughout the, you know, that player's uh, character art in, ter in terms of being, uh, you know, with the Cleveland Browns getting to the next contract 
and turn it into somebody, right? That's what everybody wants to do. Draft somebody, make them a great player, and then sign them back again. So the Browns are doing that at defensive tackle. We'll we'll see if somebody steps up, but I think they, they have a lot in the stables that can they got a lot a, a, a dice to roll. They can roll a few you a few sevens or elevens and crap out because they got a bunch of they got a bunch of guys that they can, they can rotate and move through to see if they got something. Uh, and these, you know, for Garrett and I, these are the three biggest questions as training camp 2023 begins. The quarterback position, somebody's going to have to be able to distinguish themselves. And it's not just going to be like freshman football where are you good on the toss? Are you good on the handoff? Somebody's got to show and make a defense pay for playing aggressively against the Browns here early in the season. The wide receiver room, Anthony Schwartz, maybe put a little bit of marker on himself yesterday. The health of David Bell, hopefully the emergence of Donovan Peoples-Jones, and a lot of questions about you know what was invested in the defensive tackle room, whereas Andrew Berry feels very, very strongly that he's invested highly in the defensive tackle room. So you three burning questions going into 2022 training camp. Uh, we appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen every day, whether it is on your favorite podcast platform or, of course, now on YouTube, about to hit 2,300 subscribers. I have a feeling, and I know Garrett does, we both know, this number is just going to start to skyrocket here over the next few months. The one thing you've truly been excited about is getting to this point, You know, putting out content every single day, during the NFL offseason. Luckily for us, we had content to put out, not necessarily stuff we wanted to talk about because this entire Deshaun Watson stuff necessarily based on football. Hey, but we did the job. We did what we had to do. But now that we actually get to talk about X's and O's, players, what they are doing, what they are not doing, this is going to only take off and take off in a large, large fashion. He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11-1, Monday through Friday. Guys, we're geeks. We're excited. I mean, I, I'm sure you can hear a different tone in the voice in today's episode. And we are here. And we are here strong, ready to go to begin the 2022 Cleveland Browns season. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.